0: thing, give thanks. When you are happy, give thanks, which is easy for us to do. When you are sad, give thanks, which is difficult for us to do. You don't understand it. Many children don't like it when they are refused what they ask, you know, by their parents. But what you don't know is that sometimes what you have not been given is your salvation. There are many things that you ask for. If they give it to you today, it will make you a better person. It will not make you happy. Yeah. There are liberties that we we want for ourselves. But we don't need it. We don't deserve it. We are not ready to handle it. Yeah. You see, when you grow, me, I can go anywhere I want to go to. Is that not so? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not important. When you are young, you understand it. When they tell you, don't go, why shouldn't I go out with my friends? Wait. When you get to a stage and you want to roam, roam. And you see that roaming is not important. Wisdom will tell you that sitting down and thinking and relaxing is more renewing and refreshing than a lot of roaming and idling. Yeah. So sometimes when we are being corrected, we don't like it. So we are ungrateful. I remember when I was young, I used to think my, my father didn't like me. Because we had cousins in the house. And these cousins, they can go out and come anytime. We there, we can not go out. And if we go out, there's a time to come. If you don't come at that time, next time you can't ask permission to go out so it was almost as if these people they like them we, we they don't like us eh? we didn't grow up watching TV we, not that there was no TV in the house there was TV in the house but we, we, we didn't grow up liking TV our cousins used to watch TV and tell us what they are watching they used to watch in our days they were Uh, uh, the TV station comes on, I think, 6pm and they close at, I don't know, 10pm or something. Yeah. I mean, that's the only time the TV station comes on, in the evening. Today, you you see, you are shocked. Some of you are shocked. Yeah. Yeah. The TV comes on, I think, 6pm and it goes off 10pm. And so it means for four hours, there are not many things. People used to sleep early enough rest and wake up. Today, look at the time you are sleeping. That's why you are not smart. Yeah. You have been given smartphones, smart TVs, smart whatever it is, but we, we, are, we are not smart. But we don't rest. Some of you stay on the phone in the night when your mommy and your daddy are asleep. You are sleeping at 2 a.m. How can you pass well? How can you concentrate in class? That's why you go to class, you, you sleep. Even notes, you can't copy. When they give you homework, you, are, you won't do the homework. You are copying somebody's homework. When you arrive in school, then you collect somebody who has died, whether the person has made mistakes or not, you don't care. It's like you have to fill your book with, yeah. One day, my, my, my children, so what's children you know, I asked, I said, look, you people, don't they give you homework? Every day when I ask, you say, don't have homework they don't give us home. So I went to their teacher. I said, look, my children say you don't give them homework. The whole time, I've not been seeing homework. Said, oh, that can't be. We've been giving them homework. coming the south. <laughs> hey! No, no, in one of them, when they give the homework, he finishes it at school. So by the time I'm picking him, he has finished the homework. And he leaves the book in the class. Yeah. He has finished the work. Yeah. He doesn't want to bring it home. Yeah. Then the very little one, as for the one he, because of playing, to copy the thing from the blackboard into the exercise book is a problem. Because they, 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 when they write it on the board and they say copy, it means you should copy it. He will play and not copy it. So by the time he's coming, he doesn't have the homework. So he will tell that they don't have homework. The homework is there. Laziness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We are supposed to be happy in this life. Me, I'm a happy person. Are you happy? Some of you don't know how to be happy. The Bible says rejoice evermore. Look, it is not sometimes rejoice evermore. Every time. Pray without season. In everything, give thanks. So There are some things in our lives they should not be scarce. Being thankful shouldn't be a rare commodity. Eh? Or being happy shouldn't be difficult for you. I mean, it's like sometimes when you look at problems that you have, you ask yourself whether it is enough grounds for you to be happy. But the reality is that When we have God in our hearts, a problem can never and should never define your life and your happiness. Yeah. We have encountered problems. But in all things, I've learned to be happy. Because I trust in God. It's not like you you are burying yourself in some deceitful, you know, cocoon. It's like, as if you are pretending as if you don't have a problem. No, I'm not pretending as if I'm not, I don't have a problem. No. I am happier above my problems. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do that, you don't age. <laughs> it is the key to long life. Spirituality is a practical way of living. It's not something that is taught for you to just, eh, okay, they say we should be happy. It's not they say we should be happy. It is important for you to be happy. They say, I should eat. I mean, you don't want to eat. That's why they say you should eat. Eh? Yeah. They say, who say? God is saying something to you. Right. So, I'm going to talk about how can I say thanks. And let's look at Scripture. Um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ... How many of us understand this statement first of all, before you move on? Jesus Christ died on the cross and he was buried. But he rose again and showed himself to the disciples and he ascended into the heaven. So when we say Christ is risen, some churches respond and say he is risen indeed. We are affirming a truth. He is risen But his rising is not limited to him. It is is inclusive of all of us who believe in him. For his death and his resurrection has given us death to our sins and life in him. So if ye then be risen with Christ, we are risen with him. Even though you didn't die on Calvary, you have not gone into the grave. You've not been buried for three days. But once you have received Christ, you have confessed his death and believed in his resurrection. And you are a partaker of his very divine nature. So, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Paul said something. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I. Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is my best scripture in the Bible. When I die, they should write this scripture on my, what's it called? My tombstone. Write it on the stone. I am crucified with Christ. Are you crucified? You didn't die. So why are you crucified? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live. As for that one, you know that you are alive. But the life which you now live, it is a different life compared to the previous life that you had because now you live by faith. You live By faith. Something has changed in you. If nothing has changed. Today we have to pray for something to change. In you. We are living in the flesh. But though we walk in the flesh. We do not walk after the flesh. Though we live in this flesh. We live in the spirit. We live by the faith of the son of God. Over the flesh. So what it means is that. The power of God's word. And the faith and trust in God has lifted us above the desires and the weaknesses of this flesh. Some of you didn't say amen. Because you are, you are wondering, eh, what is all these complex things about? It's not complex. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself He did. He gave himself for us. So go back to Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 1. Let me continue from there. If ye then be risen with Christ which you are, he died and he rose again. And once you confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior, you have also died to your sins and you are risen with him. So if that is who you are, the Bible says seek those things which are above. So, it means we shouldn't look for anything on earth. We shouldn't look for marriage. We shouldn't look for money. We shouldn't look for a house. We shouldn't look for a car. We shouldn't look for children. is that what the Bible is saying? Now, the Bible says that we live in the flesh. There are things that we must fulfill. Obligations that you must fulfill. But, let your 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 desires be above these things. As if you are working for somebody, and all you want is money, money, you will become a thief. Your desire must be for the work. When you work well, that's when you get money. So it is not a. a and an out of way instruction that look, you have come to work. Be serious with the work. Concentrate. They say go here. Go. They say do this do this. do this. do this. By the time you put all those things together, you have brought in value. You have brought in fruits and you will be a partaker of it. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. So God is not saying that, you see, God he knows us more than all of us. He knows our need. Is He not the one who taught us that we should pray for our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Yeah. So he knows the things that are important to us. If ye then are risen in Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. I want to read my uh, new century version. I mean, I, I like it. I was enjoying it yesterday and this morning. I like it. But I like it. It says, Since you were raised from the dead with Christ. Aim at what is in heaven. So this one says, seek those things which are above. So aim at those things which are in heaven. So we shouldn't be concerned about things uh, uh, in earth. On earth, you should be concerned, but your aim is above these things. It's just like you are in school; you have to concentrate on passing exams. But the reason why you are concentrating on the passing of exams is for tomorrow. Your life will not be lived in school. How long do you want to spend in school? You will leave the school. And what you have learned and what you did will give you a better life outside the corridors of school. So that's why when you are are in school, it's not time to have boyfriend and girlfriend. That's not why school fees was paid. School fees was not paid for you to have boyfriend and girlfriend. When you finish school and you have a good job, that's the time. You don't start mommy and daddy in, in school. Huh? Eh? You don't do mommy and daddy things in, in classroom. Eh? Sending love letters, love notes. Eh? Buying gifts for boys. And boys buying gifts for you. Then you are happy. You, if, if that's what makes you happy in the school, you are a useless student. So there are some things on earth, if they are our main occupation and they make us... like. I'm married, so I'm the happiest man. Hey! You are empty. Because some people have never known Christ. And their marriages are happier than Christian marriages. There are husbands who don't come to church. Who are faithful. And there are husbands who are in church. Who are unfaithful. Yeah. So, so marriage is not a standard of happiness. There are things that are above life. Above these things. Eh? Yeah. There are Christians who have never bought a car. There are unbelievers and wicked people who have cars. Some of them, even when they wake up, they ask, which one should I use today? Yeah. Yeah, it's not about cars. It's not about material things. Because sometimes, when these things are absent in your life and you are unhappy, you see, then you have not understood who God is and what he is to you. Your affections and your desires are set on things on the earth. Yeah, and you should be above it because you see there are some people who have a lot of money you'll be surprised that that's not what makes them happy the, the things that make them happy are little relationships that they cherish because you realize that many I remember one guy his father very rich he said this, one of the advices his father gave him was that don't, don't, don't put your wealth in front of people you will never see real friends and his father was very rich he, 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 he realized, you see, the father realized that many people who had been with him, who had come into his life, were there because of what he could do for them. But real friends were little. Yeah. You see, life is about relationships. When you have people in your life, cherish them. That's, that's what Christ came to do. He came to love people who were not loved, who were not even considered worthy of a certain level of relationship. Peter. James, Matthew, John. Matthew, they didn't like him. You read about the disciples, you see that they were odd fellows. When, when people were following him, they called their people sinners and publicans. It's a outcast, public officials, corrupt people. They are the people following Jesus. And this man says, he's who? He's God. If he's a, a, a godly person, he won't attract these people. But you see, these people that he loved, are the people that gave him life on earth. And when he was dying, he was giving account, he said to God, of all that you gave me, I have been faithful save one, the son of perdition, Judas, and even that one, so that the scripture will be fulfilled. Yeah, he's fallen away and his betrayal was in fulfillment of scripture. Set, when you set your, 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 your desires above earthly things, you see, you don't exchange people for money. Some of you, you have stopped talking to somebody because of money. You, are, you see, you, your mind is low. Somebody collected your money, he hasn't paid you. And because of that, you won't talk to the person. And you the one who, you two who collected the money. Why didn't you pay? <laughs> yeah. We, you see, money spores many relationships. Yeah. There was a guy some time ago, he used to owe me. And I had to stop calling him because when I call him, he feels that anytime I'm calling, I'm going to ask for the money. I said, look, it's not a good thing. It's like, when I'm checking on you or something, you're you even thinking that it's because of the money. Sometimes you won't call, you won't respond. It's like, when I send a message, been a while oh, I've not heard from you, is everything alright? He won't respond because he feels that when he responds, I will follow with the next question. When are you going to give me my money? Yeah. <laughs> huh. When I don't allow money to spoil relationships between me and people. Sometimes when somebody asks you for some money to be able to keep the relationship maybe don't give say, "Oh, give it to me, I'll give it to you back in about one month. Give what you, you will never expect in return. If the person wants a thousand, give the person five hundred and don't expect it. Close your mind. And tell the person, this is what I have. Forget about it. So that we can be happy. Hmm. Because yeah. it's post-relationships. Because some people, their eyes are on this. Yeah. You hear what people are fighting over. You are fighting over a husband. If somebody takes your husband, leave the husband to the person. You don't know what you have been delivered from. If the man had value for you, he won't allow anybody to take him away. I remember a brother many years ago. He has a beautiful wife. Beautiful marriage. Then he started, you see, instead of keeping his train and enjoying his train coach, he was climbing aeroplanes. Let those who have ears, let them hear And then he was blaming the pilot. Me, I'm, well, I'm so, When I'm there, then the pilot comes to take me, brother. If you know where you are going and you sit in the train, the destination is different from the plane. Sometimes, you see, some people, some people don't understand relationships and where it leads us to. And when they don't place value in it, they, they look at selfish. Selfish things to destroy relationships. Anybody who doesn't stand for you, it's not worth you standing for that person. Yeah. Yeah. You see that, you see what uh, 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 the Bible teaches husbands. Many of us, when we read Colossians, we will see it. It says, it, it says wives, submit also to your husbands. Many men emphasize on submission, but it tells the man, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself. You you must be sacrificial. It's like there is nothing important in your life than the family that you have. And if the man understand that such a person is not worth fighting for the reason why the church is forever tied to Christ is because of the sacrifice that He has given he he you see he came and gave his heart and everything to this church and the church doesn't lack anything if any man lacks wisdom let him ask He says healing is the bread of the children. If, 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 if anyone among you is sick, let him call on the elders and the prayer of the righteous shall heal the sick. You see, there is nothing you go through that the church cannot solve. God, by the sacrifice of his blood and his resurrection, has lifted up a body that is incorruptible. That's the church. Yeah. So, we don't need anything. So, when you are a man... That is, that is the authority that you have. That you must make sure that there is peace in your home. There is security. They, they don't lack anything. Love and comfort. But you there, your legs are, one is in uh, Bakao River. One is in Gambia River. One is in somewhere. Yeah. Sit down. I don't know where I'm going here. Right. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ... Let me read my, my nice version. Yeah. New century version. Think only, verse 2, about the things in heaven, not the things on earth. He says, think only. About the things in heaven, not the things on earth. Look what is what is on your mind. Everybody, let's do homework right now. I'm collecting your notes right now. Write your notes. I'm collecting. I'm going to mark it. What is in your mind? Write it in your notebook. Is it your work? Is it your children you are thinking about? Is it your husband you are thinking about? Is it your wife? Is it your house you are building? Is it somebody who has insulted you? Is it, is it fear? Is it somebody who has scares you? Is it somebody who has stolen you or something? Or maybe yesterday night you woke up and then somebody had taken your mobile phone, cut your window and taken your mobile phone from the window. Is this something that has happened to you, that has made you uncomfortable? There is always, there's always something on our minds. Is that not so? I mean, if you are there and you don't have problems... It means you may, you, you, you may have been die, uh, dead. As long as you have life, there are problems, issues. Everybody has some. That's why I say, do homework. Let's write them. Don't let anybody see what you're writing. Yeah. Or you don't have anything to write. If you don't have anything to write, I have to pray for you. It means that you're also living in self-denial. Yeah. yeah. We, are, we all have problems. So me too, have problems. Yeah, I have problems. Do you want me to tell you some of my problems? Do do you want to hear some of mine? Oh, eh? You, you, You don't want to hear some of mine? Eh? Eh? Yeah, there are problems. Life in this world is a great struggle for both the young and old. And even those who have great riches have troubles of their own. Rich men envy poor men, poor men envy the rich. Therefore, what is the sense in envying your neighbor? Hey! Yeah, it's, a, it's a song. <laughs> Life in this world is a great struggle for both the young and the old. Old people have problems. You know, listen. Do you know old people's problems? They don't have friends. (laughs) They can't go out. They can't chew. They can't sleep. (laughs) Then the young man's problem is, they don't want me to go out. (laughs) They don't want me to have friends. (laughs) Poor people have problems. The poor man wants things the rich people also need relationships because they, they have everything but it doesn't it doesn't give them satisfaction. There are many people who are rich who are very empty because it's like they, 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 they find it difficult to trust people yeah they find it difficult to 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 believe in you are you here because of what I have? They can't trust. They can't build relationships for a long time. Yeah. Too suspicious. Too insecure. Their money doesn't secure them. It makes them more insecure. You see, you have not been rich before, so you won't understand this one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I pray you get there. Yeah. Yeah. Poor people have a lot of lists to buy. Wish list. If I have money, I'll buy this. If I have money, I'll buy this. 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 Yeah. Nobody has a problem. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, you see, in the midst of all these things, the Bible says that don't think on things on the earth. It's like, hey, what is God trying to tell us? Think only about things in heaven. Do you know why it is important an instruction? It is a sign of your gratitude to who you have become because you are now born of the spirit and your desires shall not be the fleshly desires. You see, what it means to set your affections or your desires on things in heaven is that become a godly person. And when we read, we will see the things that make us, that give, give us a semblance of godliness. Because many of us are in church and we call ourselves Christians, but we are not godly children. We are not godly. Yeah? There is no difference between you and the person who didn't come to church or the person who has gone to the uh, shrine. The only thing is that you, you are sitting in church. your heart and your desires and the things you want. is the same thing that the unbeliever also wants. Your very nature, the lies that you live is the same way the unbeliever also lives. Mm. Hmm. Verse 3, your old sinful self has died. And your new life is kept with Christ in God. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Christ is your life. And when he comes again, you will share in his glory. That's verse 5. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory so put all evil things out of your life verse 5 it says mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth mortification means killing execute annihilate exterminate extinguish yeah hmm? Mortify. Kill. Therefore, your members which are upon earth. These things that are in us. That give us fuel to move around. And to feel that we are doing something with our lives. which will deal with them. Yeah. Put all evil things out of your life. Then it goes to list it. Is anybody who is saved? a certain price has been paid that you have no idea about. It is the the price of the son of God with his blood. And for that alone, eh, we should be mindful and remember and humble ourselves and ask ourselves, what does it mean to be a Christian? Then you begin to live the life. Being a Christian is not being baptized and being given communion no it is about a complete and total transformation your 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 flesh should not continue living in sin because after you have eaten the communion you are still going to sleep with the boy and even the the communion after the communion uh, 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 eating party your boyfriend is there dancing with you taking pictures with you you have not married there is no shame, there is no conviction in your heart that there is something you should change, there is a life that is sinful before God, and you need to kill it. If you have not killed many things in your life, they are still alive, now even stronger. That's why you see some of the boys when they come to church, they see their girls, they, can I take your number? Can I take you see, you are taking my number for what? And sisters listen to me listen to me any brother who takes your number tell me When they send you a message tell me what they yeah. Many of them are liars deceitful people they will sleep with you they are not ready for life themselves they are not responsible they are careless they move around lying all over We have to protect you. Some of you, if you can't protect yourself, we have to help you. That's why you get pregnant when you shouldn't be pregnant. And the moment you get pregnant, they don't like you anymore. Because they are not ready to, to take up that responsibility and that burden. Shameful liars. One day a sister, a sister, a sister sent me a message and I called her boy. I said, This is the last time such a, 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 an interaction will go between you. The next time you'll be surprised, I'll disgrace you in church. Yeah. Open rebuke is better than secret love. You understand? Sometimes we correct you secretly, then we move on with the mind that you will change. When David fell into sin, listen to me. The the Lord sent the prophet privately and secretly to his home and, and, and revealed to him what he has done. And when he realized that he has done wrong, he went on his knee and begged for forgiveness and from that day, David never repeated that thing. That's why it was never named by you. If we also give you that, that respect and you do something wrong and we cover you and we talk about it and you go and repeat it, brother. You won't like me. Because you spoil people's lives. Many of you guys, you have impregnated people and you have moved on. And the girls struggle with stigma. Some of them can never even marry again. Any man who comes, when they see that you have one child, they are afraid. They don't like it. It's too much. Yeah, Why? Because see, the person who has been saved from sin is still living in sin. You are having sex in your room. Instead of praying in your room and fasting. One day a shepherd Listen, sit down. One day a shepherd told me something. He said he said, Pastor, do you remember this prayer that you prayed? We went to visit a brother. He had gotten a job and he was able to rent a place for the first time in his life. He rented his own one room. And he was happy and he came and told us, Oh, I want you to come and pray. So I went. In the prayer, I said that may this, may this room never be a room for fornication. Anytime you are tempted to have fornication, may you remember the Lord. And if anybody comes here to tempt you, may you drive the person away. And if you also bring somebody to seduce the person, may you be paralyzed. <laughs> this one, they don't say amen to it. They say, hmm? Hmm? <laughs> 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 And, and I've never prayed like this for anybody before, but it just occurred to me that it's some prayer that I should be praying a lot. Yeah. And you, you buy a car, you bring the car for us to prove over the car, then you use the car to pick girls and take them out and seduce them. Do you think that's what God's blessings are used for? See, let, let me tell you something. Listen, when you are able to live right, you see, let me tell you something. God takes pleasure in you. You are, you, you, you see, you show gratitude to God for what He has done. You think Thanksgiving, you, you come and give money. Some of you, I mean, look, you, you think that God, God is like a policeman that you can give money to, and then He will, he will overlook your sins. Eh? No. It's not like that. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. If that's your mind of Christianity that you give money to appease peace for your sins, forget about it. The only thing that can wash away our sins is the blood. You live wrong and, and you come and put money down and think that once you've given the money, you, 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 I mean, it's like you're okay. Or when you do something wrong, we don't have the authority to question you. Please, if your money is what is important to you, let me tell you that the things that we have set ourselves on are far higher than money. Let none of you give money. The things that God wants the church to do, it will be done. Yeah. We have bought land. We have done things. How much money have you given? Yeah. What you didn't give. Will not stop what God has to do. So so you see, when Christians feel that money is important, these things are that they pastors, that's what we like. Because many of us also maybe we speak for you to feel that this is more important. I want to visit somebody when I saw the car, I said, God has blessed you. When I saw the house, I said, God has blessed you. In the early church, as many as had lands and houses, they sold them. So it's like that. You see, having land is not a sign of God's blessings upon your life. How about the wicked people who have lands? Then we should go to them and see God's blessings with them. There are people who have acres and hectares of land in their name. They have properties, cars, houses in their name. I'm telling you. If that's the standard and measure of God's blessings, then let's look at them as our example and stop doing these things. The Bible teaches us as Christians Set your heart above these things on earth. It will take away all the things that cause you to sin. Yeah. You'll be saved. You want to have sex? Marry. When you marry, you can have it at dawn. You can have it uh, 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 in the morning. You can call your wife from the office. Honey, come home! Take one hour break. Come home! You, 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 you will see that. You, you, see, you, you, you won't When you are young, your, 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 your body yearns for things. Mm. Alright. We are finishing very soon. So, put all evil things out of, out of your life. Then it goes on to say sexual sinning. This one says fornication. That's why I tell you, sisters, keep yourselves. Many of the guys who come into your life today, who are eager to have sex with you, they won't take you anywhere. They have been doing it to other people, and you are just the next victim. Any man who is, who is, who is serious will understand that, look, your, 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 your worth is beyond sex. Anytime he comes around, he wants to touch you. Anytime he wants to move out with you, he wants to go to a place where he can do something to you. No! And and he, he compensates you with things. Oh, you want this, they give you. You want the phone, they give you. You want this. So you feel that for you, that's it. You see, you are a silly woman. And the Bible describes you. The Bible describes you, yeah. Silly women who have been seduced by foolish boys who have come into the church. Because they are still coming to church. As we are here, everybody who sees you doesn't see spirituality. Hey, Charlie, the girl, the day for You should hear some of their brothers talking. You will see that they only glorify your body. It's, it's, it's when they come closer and they realize that, you see some of you, you, you should humble yourself. We should teach you. We, you, should, you should, there, there are a lot of things you should change. How you talk, how you respond, how you carry yourself. You see, it will make you a better person. And some of these boys cannot even come close. Because the way they reason, when you are wise, you will see that this guy is not going anywhere. The only thing he has is the erection in his front that is directing him. Doing evil and letting evil thoughts control you. Wanting things that are evil and greed. evil concupiscence greed this is really serving a false god that's idolatry Yeah. so when you are when you call yourself a christian and, and you can see that that's how you are you like women you are never satisfied with women you like money you you a story and and collect from here, collect from there. You 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 collect things from people and and I mean you swing. You, you are not truthful. You call somebody. i mean in base. Meanwhile, you are in Fajara. Anybody who is thankful has changed. If you haven't changed, you are an ungrateful person. The, the, the power of salvation is to preserve our lives and make us better and prepare us for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there is something we should also do. I always say that it's just like going to a hospital and being given medication. No matter how good a doctor is, if you don't take that medication, you're going to die. So that's how God's word is. It's like medicine for the spirit and for the soul. Anything God wants us to do, it is for our good, to make us better because we are not perfect. And and when we don't implement the things that he expects us to do, we, you see that it's almost as if we didn't we didn't receive salvation. That's why when you go to uh, 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 the club, you see Christians who are dancing. Yeah, you see girls who are who are, who are twerking, And the orphanage come and sit in church. Some of them will even come and stand in the choir and sing. You see girls who get drunk and high and anybody can sleep with them and they wake up, they don't know who has had sex with them. Yeah. 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 You carried yourself. Nobody took you there. Nobody took you there. Nobody is helpless in the face of of salvation. When you have been saved, you have been empowered. You have received something that can make you a better person. It is up to you to apply it. Verse six. These things make God angry. In your past evil life you also did these things. But now also put these things out of you or out of your life. Anger, bad temper. Are you reading are you going with me or you are in a different world, brother? Because I'm not reading King James. Yeah. But now put also away all of these things: anger, bad temper. Yeah, wrath. Wrath is I mean extreme anger with, with intense. Yeah, when you when you are angry. One one lady, a friend came to tell her. Your husband has been visiting some lady in our area. So, she and her friends monitored their husband and realized that that's what has been happening. He he parks the car and gets inside. So, they went for baseball bats and came to where the car was. And Charlie smashed all the windows. Front, back, sides. Struck the bonnet. I mean, they really tortured the car. And left. Because it was an apartment. They didn't know which apartment it was inside. So they, they vented their anger on the car. So somebody who was there saw the thing and videoed it. So when the man came down and he told him what had happened, he saw it. It was his wife. <laughs> yeah. It was his wife and a friend. And as, as, the, as the wife was striking, the friend was, hit it! Hit it! Hit it! Hit it! <laughs> hit it! Hit it! Hit it! Uh, yeah hated more and she was encouraged and empowered to strike. so the husband just made a police yeah police report and they took her up and she, her defense was that the husband is having an affair. The husband is having an affair with who Have you seen the woman? Do you know the woman? Yes, I know where she lives. Okay? Can you locate the apartment? She didn't know which apartment. He's been going there for the past couple of weeks. And my friend saw him there. So, they showed CCTV cameras of any time the man comes there. And it was one of his work colleagues. A man, not a woman. Who They are, they are, they are like they come together, and sometimes the guy also follows him with his car. And they were working on a project, so they come, they work for some time, and then they go. And there's no woman in the apartment. All the videos that were the CCTV, CCTV cameras, there was no woman in his car ever. No woman in his car. Yeah. So the guy, the the the, the 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 wife now turned to the friend. That this is what you said? Yeah, this is what you said. Who is the woman? Who is the woman? <laughs> yeah. Who is the woman? You are now asking the question. Who is the woman? Why didn't you ask before? Because you see, that's what anger does. It's like sometimes when somebody makes a mistake, you assume that he will continue being like that. You have to learn to control yourself. Because the, 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 the mistakes that people make, if it is against you, should not change you. If somebody hurts you, you must learn to forgive that person so that you will also not repeat the hurt somewhere else. Because you see, the effect of hates and abuses is that you become an offender yourself. You easily pass it on. Yeah. Oh, the woman was charged with I mean some I've forgotten the, the thing. He had to pay. And the husband the husband had endured a lot of anger, a lot of outburst, a lot of issues in the marriage. And it's like, now, if that's what it is, our marriage is also on the line. And then she's begging. Now you are begging. Bible says be slow to speak. Sometimes there are some situations where eh, you have to take your time to find out the truth. I've seen a woman who destroyed her friend's friend's marriage and later took over the man with lies. And and when when the wife followed all the bad counsel and, 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 and accused the husband and destroyed the trust and broke the marriage, after about a year and a half, here is the friend who is going out. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. You see sometimes uh, when somebody hurts you and you pray and forgive the person and the person continues what the way God deals with them. It, you even pray that God should yeah have mercy on them. Because the way you handle it, I tell you, let God handle things sometimes. This is painful and difficult, but let God handle some things. Vengeance is mine, say the Lord. Don't take it up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take it up. Don't 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 do what God wants to take up. Do what he wants you to do. What he wants you to do is to heal and to forgive. Yeah. You see, all this is, this is our thank you to the Lord. Oh. Because the more you keep people and their heads in your heart, the more you become diseased. Many problems, all stress and heart problems have to do with, and depression and things. They have to do with Bitterness and pain that you carry for a long time. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. sometimes when he tries, that he, he can't get you, you know, he has to use other emotions to give you sicknesses and diseases because the Bible says it clearly: sickness and disease they don't come from God, it's from the devil. Careful. Yeah. He's a destroyer. He's a thief. He destroys marriages. He destroys relationships. He destroys trust. He takes away. It's like you can live with somebody and one day, everything that you have believed in is like, it's shattered. It's not a a good and a comfortable place to be. But when you are with the Lord and strong in him, I tell you, you will see that. He he would, that's when you see what is called strength in the Lord. Yeah. There is power. For us, Christians, we are not helpless people. And those who take us for granted, let them, see, it is upon their head. What they are doing, when somebody, if you are out of a good heart, you have laughed and and, and, and and cared for somebody and then out of evil, they, they do things against you. What, you see, what happens to that person? It would have been better if that person was not born. Yeah. And using evil... Okay, so wrath, malice, blasphemy, blasphemy. Who is God? Who is your pastor? Who is your father? I remember a guy who married a a lady and everything he became was through the girl's father. Through his wife's father. And when he started prospering, pride came in and he started going out with another girl. And The girl, the wife was reporting to the husband, reporting to the pastor, he stopped going to church, reporting to the father. The father would call him, he won't come. One day he told, he, he was actually moving out of the house. And the wife said, is that where you have come to? He said, yeah. I want to move on with my life. He said, my father has been calling for more than six months. He has come to this house and you refuse to meet him. He has called you. He has sent you messages. You don't want to even look at his face. Say, who is your father? Does he own me? He has forgotten. There is no gratitude in his heart. And he left. Not many years after. Prodigal husband. Not many years after. So when you forget somebody who has done you good. And you despise the good. And you feel that. I I, I could have done far better without you. You see, that's one of the I I do it's one of the is there there a word stupidest? Is there a word like that? Yeah, we should create it. It's one of the most foolish comments you can hear from a sane person. I would have been ahead without you. You have stifled my progress. Meanwhile, everything that you have become in the marriage is because of this woman. It's not, only, it's not only women that men help in marriages. There are some men. It's women who help them. Sometimes even just the family that you have married from alone. You see the opportunities and the favor and the respect that you have. And when you are introduced as oh, this is a person's husband, you see that it's like a door. It opens you up to relationships and, and you, you start to prosper and you do it. Then you, you can now stand proudly and say that uh, you have stifled you have stifled my progress yeah hmm. not many years after this guy it, because he he couldn't he, he he couldn't maintain the the discipline you a girl that he went to take some some possessive and jealous girl who 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 also couldn't help his foolishness. It's like, the guy was habitually a womanizer. So, even though he had moved out of the marriage and was with this girl, he was still other people. And that girl taught him lessons. Hey! Filed a divorce, built up a a case against him, infidelity, and all kinds of things, and took custody of many of their things. And she, she was, hey! She took her time. And watched the guy. And by the time the guy realized it, he was out of the second marriage and he was out of his earnings. He's coming back. Yeah. Now he's calling for advices. He's calling for counselors. And he was in church with us. Pride came into him. Yeah, he was in church. He stopped. Well, you see, sometimes when you see, that, that's why when, when we are around and people stop coming to church, we have to find out what is happening. Because you know? that's, that's the starting of evil. You see that the, sometimes people get into lifestyles and, and, and they realize, that, look, I can't be this and still be in the church and pretend. And some people too can really pretend and be around. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have the wisdom of the serpent. They can be here. They do all the bad things but they are here. Hmm? Yeah. If you don't remember good that has been done to you, you will never be blessed. You see that nothing, this guy has come to nothing. I'm telling you nothing. Yeah. Yeah. A husband talks proudly. Who is your father? Who is your pastor? I stopped that church. I don't like people who interfere. We interfere when you are coming to marry and we are blessing their marriage. You don't say we are interfering. That one you call it blessing. But the day there's a problem when we open our mouths to correct, you, you say we are interfering. Let's be wise. God, there yeah, we can't mock him. There are spiritual principles set by God. And if we follow them, we are the ones who benefit. There is nothing God does or, or, or expects us to do that will make him, it's like it will add more power to him. It will make him more glorious or more. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. It is for us. he is doing all these things for our good and our help Because there are things that are determined against us. Sometimes the, just the family that you come from, you are not supposed to be a serious-minded person. Yeah, but you may not know. You have been in the church. You have been saved. You, listening to preaching, being stable in church is what can improve your mind and make you take decisions that will that will give you a blessing and, and, and something better in future. But you see that, hey. We say that you rubbish it we say that you rubbish it and and when you are left with your own judgment you see that everything you do is wrong let's be careful let's be careful god has standards and we cannot be christians and compromise anything that god wants us to do don't take it for granted it is better that you don't you don't say that I am a child of god and then you go into the world and to pretend that you are a child that cannot be me, me, my children cannot have their way if if this is what has to be done you have have to that's how we are brought up because people do things differently and if somebody is doing something different it doesn't mean you should adapt it (laughs) if you have friends who don't go to church who are ungodly who, who are not Christian some of you have godly Christian parents who give you counsel on relationships, on on, on many things, friendship things, but you you want to follow the counsel of foolish friends. You should be careful. You should be careful. You cannot say that I'm standing for God, but you don't stand for his word. It is never like that. It's almost a pretense. Some of you are, it's like nothing controls you. Nobody speaks into your life. Nothing leads you. What you feel like doing is what you do. It's a very dangerous place to belong, especially when you're not disciplined. I've seen people who are not Christians who, who are married and they are faithful to their wives. Does this happen? All men are unfaithful. Eh? That's your world. Well, but there are people who are truthful. So if even you are a Christian and it's like it is, a, there are people who are very honest. They are not Christians who. They won't lie. But they are Christians. They can lie. You won't believe it. Yeah. They can lie. They can destroy lives. They they will say things they haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. May the Lord help us. Do not lie to each other. You have left your old sinful life. Verse 9. And the things you did before. Lie not to one another seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Unless of course that's not who you are. You have have not changed. The things you used to do, you are still doing them. The places you used to go, you are still going there. I I remember a brother who was in a relationship with the sister in the church. And the relationship was not working and the lady broke the relationship up. The guy stopped coming to church. The next time we visited him When I was talking to him, he was drunk. I said, hey, praise and worship leader. Why? He said, girl, the pressure, the issues. Hey, somebody that you haven't married is... I said, brother, look, let me tell you something. I knew you You used to drink. It was the old nature. You are allowing it back into your life and you are giving excuses. You see, if somebody has not done drugs, alcohol, and things, and they have problems, it's difficult for them to be introduced to it. But many people don't put away their old self. It's like like some shifting cultivation. Just move one step and pretend. May the Lord help us to be genuine and truthful and grateful and thankful. How come I wake up and I thank God for saving me from all these things and then a problem takes me back to them. Then where was my God? What was my faith? What was my righteousness? Where were all those words? Was it a pretentious life, or it was truthful and genuine? Many of you are not truthful as you are. You say it, but you don't live it. And you have to be strong. This is the time. As young people, we should be strong in the Lord. We should be strong in the Lord. Yeah, because it's a long journey. We have not. Many of us have not reached certain levels of our lives. Where there are level, every level and every sphere and the kind of temptations and things that can come into your life, and if you learn to have control over every situation, because God He gives us the upper hand over every is one of my best prayers. Lord, give me the upper hand over every situation. I don't don't allow anything you go through to change you. All of a sudden, you have become a womanizer. You have become a, 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 a manizer. You have become a, a gelizer or a boyizer. Oh, you like money. You like parties. Hmm? You like parties. One sister traveled. She used to... I mean, I remember those times. When you go and tell her, I love you, hey, scriptures will come. She went to America, went to live with some Kenyans. Oh. We don't know what happened to her. Tattoos, earrings, plenty piercings. I mean, hey! I mean, when you see... The picture before and now, she looks like a punk. Yeah, a lot of earrings, uh, piercings in the ear, plenty. Then uh, this ones, and then tattoos. Oh, Christian says, "What happened to you?" Huh? Hmm? No, because you see, no. What you have to understand is that people can change, but let it not be you. If you are changing, you should change for the better, not for the worse. If 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 we can change, we should change and become better, not the worst. I always say that to myself. I, sh- I, Lord, give me grace never to become the old person that I used to be. Let me be a better person. The grace to be better. If if I have to change, why should I become worse? Wouldn't you like to be better? If even there's a problem in a situation and and it's overwhelming you, what do you think? Don't you want to become better? Don't you want to come out of it better, stronger? Do you want to come out of it worse? No, I don't think that's how our mind should work. Yeah If you don't deal with something with strength and with trust in the Lord, you will see that you have moved around for years and you have not been able to overcome many things. May the Lord help us and give us strength and the upper hand over every situation. Stand to your feet, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your right hand to the Lord and thank him right now. Wherever you are. Thank him. Lift your hand and thank him. Speak to him. Yes. He knows your weaknesses. And he knows your tests and your trials. But God will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But will through that temptation Make a way that you may be able to escape. That's the power of God upon our lives. There is nothing you go through that doesn't come with the grace to overcome it. A class one child who sits in an exam hall, there is no question, is a a grade five question. Every question is according to your level. And sometimes the inability to answer is the unpreparedness and forgetfulness. That's why I want us to keep praying that the Lord will bring to remembrance the things that we have been taught so that in the day of adversity we will not be found wanting. We will be able to solve problems. We will be able to... How many times will your pastor be there when you have decisions to take at the spell of the moment? How many times will your pastor influence your thinking when your emotions are flying all over? Remember the Lord your God. He's your strength and he's your shield. And if you love him, he will always manifest himself to you. Let him be the first priority. Due to God as a Christian, is that he's above your husband. He's above your wife. He's above your business. He's above your children. He's above every other thing. You love him deeply. And he knows it. Yes. That's your strength. When your heart is set after God in a very tangible and powerful way, you see that every situation that you come into, if it needs help, he's there. Because sometimes your children can't give you good advice. You see them and your emotions will let you react wrongly. Sometimes your bosses cannot be there. They will be partial in their judgment. Sometimes your husband cannot do that for you. There are situations and stages of our lives where a man can't be of help to us. Only the Lord God who lives in our hearts. That's why it is important that we set our hearts above all these earthly things. Possessions and relationships. And take up the eternal one. Where the Lord is seated on the right hand side of God. Where there is peace. Where there is strength, where there is power, it is for us. All that has been done is for our good. Jesus told the church, he said, All power is given in heaven and on earth unto me. All power, all power. So there is nothing that happens here that is that is above us, that is above our Lord, and there is nothing that is in the realms of the heaven that we cannot be partakers of. Thank Him. Ask for grace. Speak to him. Yes. Let your strength be renewed this morning. Walk in gratitude. Walk in faith. Walk in full trust of the Lord. Never wavering for once. Never coming to the point where you are doubting. That he can ever do something to help you. God is ever present in our times of trouble. But sometimes it is because we have not developed a certain relationship to know what to say. What to expect. And what to hear him say to us. Yes. The Lord help us. The Lord keep us. The Lord preserve us. The Lord Lord renew us. His rod and his staff. May they comfort us. May every counsel of the Lord bring us strength and renewal of mind. Father, we thank you. Thank you. May we not be forgetful, children. Help us to walk in all truth, absolute truth, and in all faithfulness. We want to be grateful, children. Not forgetful. Not forgetful. Not forgetful. Not despises of counsel. Despises of your love and of your mercies but children who acknowledge that there is great grace that comes from above. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Every eye closed, every hand down for now. Everyone standing. Nobody moved. Just a minute. You are here. Somebody invited you or you have been coming or you came on your own but you know in your heart that you are not a child of God. You have not given your life to Jesus Christ. One of the signs that you have not given your life to the lord is great if something happens to you where will you go what will you do if you die where will you go to you you know there is a place called heaven there's a place called hell you 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 are wondering whether when you die you will go to heaven no that fear it is answered by the grace of god which brings salvation and doesn't condemn us and lifts us out of every direction that is set against us you want you want me to pray with you you want to say pastor i want to give my life to christ please help me i want to give my life to christ lift up your right hand wherever you are you have been struggling to be faithful to be consistent you are struggling in the body many of us have that fight that struggle in our body it is as if we are children of God but we know that we are led by the flesh we are led by the desires of the flesh and they are corrupting us they are they are taking us far deeper into things that we shouldn't get into but today you want to say pastor help me I want to give my life to Christ lift up your right hand I want to pray with you yes I can see some hands up lift it up if your hand is up let it go up yes God bless you God bless you now if you have lifted it up please come, come and stand in front of me God bless you come and stand in front of me Stand in front of me. Turn and face me. No? This way. Yes. Yes. Please stand here. Wonderful. Lift up your hands, those of you who are here. If you can hear me, can you all hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Everybody hear me. All right. Lift up your hands. If you can hear me. We are going to pray, but I want you to repeat the prayer. It is your prayer. Okay, so repeat it after me if you can hear me and everybody should join from the congregation every eye closed let us pray lift up your two hands if you can those of you in front and say heavenly father I thank you for today I believe in my heart that you sent your son Jesus Christ to come and love me and die for me and shed his blood to wash my sins I believe in my heart that my sins are forgiven I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior and every sin every curse in my life is taken away from today I am a child of God from today I belong to the Lord. From today, I am yours. Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life and help me to be faithful until the end. Thank you, Father, for saving me in the name of Jesus. Amen. What a blessing. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now, listen, don't go. We are going to end the service very soon. When we finish, I want one of you to come just here. Okay. We will talk with you for just a few minutes before you go home. All right? You're blessed. God bless you. Please go and sit down. The rest of you, you can also be seated.